Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Is there a photograph in your house that is presented in a way that it has more power than any other photograph? We always have an odd one in the crowd. So it's kind of odd. You're decidedly odd. Doesn't that strike you as a little bit odd? No, that doesn't strike me as a little bit odd. It's the Bob and Sherry Oddcast, the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, or shouldn't do on the regular show. Now, here's the Oddcast. Yes, indeed. And it is uh, Bob and Lamar. Doc might uh, jump in. And of course, Max. Sherry is off today. But we're going to talk about something that I think we can all contribute to. And if you're listening to this podcast, I think you probably have an experience that maybe is similar to us. I have a brother and I have a sister. And they're both uh, not show busy people. They're both great people. But they're not interested in being a part of the Bob and Sherry show. So I don't I don't talk about them very much. My brother is a very private person. My sister lives in Florida and she came to visit uh, me and then went on to visit my brother, who she sees a couple of times a year. And I talked with her after the visit and I said, uh, how did it go? Oh, it went great. You know, Ken's very private, but um, it went really good. And she said, I noticed something that I've never noticed before anywhere he's lived. He lives in a small apartment alone. And I said, what's that? And she said, so he's got, he's got a couch where he watches his TV from, and he's got uh, a side table with a lamp. It's a pretty good-sized side table. And there are two pictures on the table. One of them is, and she said, that picture of you and me, and Ken, we, we got uh, the children, we were photographed professionally and gave it to, I think it was my mother for Christmas one year. Uh, my sister, I think, was uh, first pregnant during uh, that photo shoot. And, uh, well, I mean, she didn't get pregnant in the photo shoot. She was pregnant during the photo shoot. And so uh, it's that picture. And then there's a picture, and it's like a pretty good size picture of my father and his uh, military uniform, very serious looking. And it is looking right at my brother. My brother can't watch TV without that photograph <laughs> being part of it. And and here's the thing. I don't have any family photographs around our house except for our kids and grandchildren, except one. And it's a tiny, it's about the size of a matchbook photograph in black and white of my father in that same uniform or a similar one behind this glass block. It's just floats in glass and it's right next to my bed. So if I turn a lamp on in the morning, 
That's the first person that I see. I don't look at it every day, <laughs> but that's the first person that I see. And I started reflecting on it because anybody who has listened to a Bob and Sherry show or an oddcast knows that many of us had, um, for lack of a better word, colorful fathers. Sherry's was completely out of his mind. God rest his soul. I hope he's <laughs> found peace. But he was working low level for the Philadelphia mob. He was dealing drugs and just, you know, a, a terrible, terrible person to be under the same roof with. My father just was Yosemite Sam. And he was <laughs> very, very difficult. He was either very happy, euphoric, or he could lose it at uh, a moment's notice and things would start flying in the house. I left at 16 and a half and was out the door permanently. My brother stayed for years and years and years and was around this guy and his volatility. And yet, here it is, all these years later, his presence is still there in a very strong way. My mother was, we used to call her St. Mary, uh, was the sweetest person ever. Um, she bent too much and, um, was too soft in many, many ways, but she was a lovely, uh, beautiful person. And I'm just thinking, why don't we display her rather than him? What's the reasoning? <laughs> Is it a guy thing? Cause my sister has pictures of my mother all over the place. I have some photographs of my mom and after having gone through this, I think I'm going to bring them out more. But when we return, I want to uh, just ask ourselves, why are some photos displayed with more power in the house? We'll be right back. We're very excited about Bob and Sherry Premium. There's so much content. You get classic chat room calls, your best of CDs, behind the scene photos and videos, and it only costs $4.99 a month. Go to bobandsherry.com slash premium. So back we are with the oddcast, and I'm going to ask Lamar, first of all. Um, your father had a drinking problem. He was probably he not the, you, I'm sure you loved him. I'm sure you loved oh, him. I know you loved listen, him. Listen, four days out of the week, salt of the earth do anything for you. Hardworking guy, work construction, never missed a day's work. I mean, that kind of guy. Three days out of the week, still didn't miss any work. But And one of those days was a weekend day. Uh, bought the bottle. Take the top off, he could have thrown it away. He didn't, but he could have because he didn't need the top again because he's not stopping on that bottle until either it beats him or he beats it. You know what I'm saying? Wow. One of them's going right. down, you know? Right, And right. Um, so, you know, the whole time I lived at home, uh, 18 years, the only Christmas I remember was, I remember him being sober one Christmas Eve. And, mm -hmm. uh and so it paints his picture as being, you know, whatever, but he was a guy that had a problem. I mean, yeah. and back yeah. then, you know, nobody didn't was think it, it was a problem. Oh, you're right. It's, oh, it's you're just right. What people my, did. It's just, yeah, it, it's just it what was people what did. people did. My, my father, one of my father's best friends, a guy named Gary owned a big accounting firm in New Haven. And his wife was my mom's best friend. And I heard her talking with um, Gary's wife 
he would come home from his accounting firm and he probably had 15 people working for him. He was, he was an accountant for businesses in New Haven. He would have two martinis at lunch while he was working. Oh, yes. Yeah. Two martinis. So that's like, I don't know, four or six alcoholic drinks because a martini is, it's just straight, you know, gin or vodka. Yeah. Or vodka. So, yeah. and, and then would go back to work and handle people's well, it was a, business. People, people referred to it as a two or three martini lunch. I mean, that was exactly. people in business would go out and what they called having a three martini lunch. I mean, that was just part yeah. of the deal. And uh, then, no, and my then, dad, and my then, dad didn't do martinis. <laughs> No, no, I understand. But then this guy, Gary, would, would come home and, uh, you know, they'd have dinner like around six o'clock. As soon as he walked through the door, he was having a couple of scotches. And then she said he would have a glass of wine with dinner, another scotch or so after dinner. And then he'd head to the bedroom with a glass of beer. I, I don't know how they did it. I don't know how long Gary lived, you know, I mean, that's, that's what's yeah. in the back of your mind, but it, yeah. it was, it was just such a, you know, if you've seen Mad Men, you know, you might look at it and say, oh, nobody had a, a drink cart in their office, but yes, they did. Anyway, what is, what is the power of, uh, guys like that, that, I mean, your, yours, yours seems to be more loving. My dad, he had love in his heart. He just had a hard time showing it. Now my dad. But what's was the power of demonstrative? Like he 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 wasn't demonstrative uh, at all. Um, but you know, I think for your brother and the fact that he he stayed there longer, I think your father probably had more influence on him. Oh yeah, without a doubt. I mean, more influence without a on doubt. him. And you know, he got that picture, and he can't yeah. put it in the drawer. He's got to yeah. set it up. I mean, because you'd feel bad about that. You've got the picture beside your bed. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of places you could put the picture. Because right. he had a he had a direct impact on your life. For good and power. for bad. Yeah, for good or for bad, there there was a power there. You're exactly right. You're molded. You're molded by your, you know, how you were raised. I was, you know, I mean, there's influences he had, my father had on me, you know. Yeah. And um you know, I can he, I can see my brother walking, and because he was there for so many more years beyond me, there's five years difference between the two of us anyway. Yeah. So he was going to be there, you know, whether or not I left at 16 and a half, he yeah. was going to be there for yeah. a while. Um, when I see him walk, it looks like my father's walk. It's the damnedest thing. And I guess, I guess, do we all do that? Do we all have, like, what we do with our hands uh, maybe our mother did something with her hands, folded her hands, or or whatever the female version of that is. Yeah. Is it is it uh, ingrained in it? Because I even have a little bit of that walk. He definitely, I mean, it's scary from a distance watching my brother. Well, here's one of the things that I've always said. I will say it about you. I will say it about me. I will say it about anybody. Whatever you do on a daily basis is normal to you because I grew up knowing that a few days out of the week, never two in a row, but every other day or so, my dad was going to fall asleep in the chair, pass out, or he was going to go face first into the mashed potatoes or, you know, yeah. but yeah. I, I had seen, I, you know, I mean, it's normal to you. 
Um, yeah, that's right. Up until right. you get out, see, when you're 16, by the time you're 16, yeah. you've been out and about, and you're seeing yeah. other people's normality, and right. their normality and doesn't doesn't jive with your normality. So maybe you know. That's so yeah. right. That yeah. is that's so, so right. Yeah, yeah. And you know, sometimes even when you get out in the world, um, you you are making excuses one way or the other for the behavior of an errant parent. I'm sure my kids are doing that, you know, with things that I have done. I mean, they're not as, you know, major as what I went through, but um, I I think that you make excuses because that's our family, right? And we got to cover up and this is not a healthy thing. You go to a therapist and the therapist says, no, 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 no. You need some sunshine on this. You can't be covering for inappropriate behavior. Yeah. Yeah. See, my father didn't have any of that that behavior. No. My father was very straight laced. My both of my parents not were not uh, non drinkers, but they drank like oh, like a glass of champagne at New Year's and stuff like that. I mean, they they just moderation. Yeah. Moderate. Your parents were the epitome of moderation. So there was there was never that you know. Um, uh, there, there was none of that sort of colorful stuff. I feel so normal uh, by comparison, really. You, you, I don't, I don't know much about Doc's uh, background, and he's always doing something while the show or the podcast is going on. So I don't even know if he's here. I don't know much about uh, his relationship with his father, but you, out of this show, have the most Leave It to Beaver sort of oh, yeah. uh, family upbringing. I'm not saying it was Leave It to yeah. Beaver. Yeah, my your mother, father. My mother could be a little erratic um mm-hmm. and maybe more than just a little uh but my father was always the glue with everything my father was the one that made sure everything was going to be okay if i had bad news in my life and i had bad news at points along in my life like mm-hmm. i'm quitting college to work in radio uh that's I've bad news that's oh bad yeah news. I mean, <laughs> that's, bad news. that's a Other great forget. move <clears throat> so i Woo! went i had to go <laughs> I, I did not take it to my mother. I took it to yeah. my father because my mother, it would have been, it, it, you know, forever, you know. Uh, so uh, I always would would take it to him. So um, sort of the opposite of what you guys had. He was sort of the stabilizing force that I had mm. in my life. Yeah. So, that, you know, I mean, they, they say they say that um, people who are nothing against your mom, but you, you use the word erratic. Every, everybody has picadillos in their life but therapists will sometimes say that somebody who um has some issues will find a guy like your father or a guy like me who's kind of like the camry we're not the lamborghini they without even thinking right there because there's only you can't there, there's very few relationships where there's one person, both people are just, you know, fireworks all the time. There's usually yeah. like in my relationship yeah. with Mary, she's fireworks a lot of the time. And she picked me because despite the wackiness on the show and all that, I'm a Camry. You know, I'm I'm going to let her do whatever she wants to do. Uh, I don't try to change her. And I'm not the wacky one. Right. Look at the radio show. Sherry, if you're going to Sherry's not wacky, but she's the wackiest person on the show, really, and, and has been, you know, yeah. she's the bigger than life character. 
Yeah, and my you can't and, have you can't have two like that. No, and my mother grew up in a very chaotic situation with um, with alcoholism, and so I think that that also colors the way she was. So I want to, I just want to add that a little bit that there was a lot of stuff that happened yeah. that wasn't that wasn't particular that wasn't her fault uh, that probably right. shaped uh, shaped the way that she was. But uh, my brother and I, it would make for some hilarious stuff because my brother and I would get together and we would swap stories about stuff that had happened <laughs> through the course of time. And, you know, some of it was so bizarre, you know, I mean, it was uh, we've talked about it on the show before. She'd clinch her jaw and she'd start throwing things and she'd say, I'm tired of living in this dump. <laughs> this place is a dump. And I'm and tired of this. never lived in a dump. And my brother, it's a, my father, you're right, you're right. So my father goes, it's not a dump. <laughs> I can hear him <laughs> muttering under his breath. No, it's not a dump, you know, it's just, you know. Uh, <clears throat> that's yeah. why, that's why he was the Camry. That's the perfect situation because let's say she said, I'm tired of living in this dump. And he turns around and says, let me tell you something. This is not a dump. And I bust my... But he lowered the volume and said, it's not a dump. So he stood up for himself as a man, but he didn't want to ignite it into the next level. And because my father fought in World War II, it's not a Camry. It's got to be like a Chevrolet Impala. Because he said to him, I said, well, you know, I I said that he he had like some car that wasn't doing very well. And he said, he said, I said, why don't you get a Japanese car? He goes, no, I can't. Nope. Fought against him. Can't. Can't can't do. My that. father did the same thing. My father did the same thing, and when I bought a, a European car, when I first got a morning drive show, I mean, I was driving some just POSs, just f- so cheap, falling apart. Um, I bought a, a BMW 320i, and um, I bought it at the end of the year. I got a little bit of a deal on the thing, and I drove it to my parents' house. And he came out and took a look at it. He didn't criticize me, except to say, they make automatic transmissions. Why do you want to shift? Well, I mean, it's it's kind of a sporty car. It's kind of a cool thing to do. And he went, I guess. I thought we were behind that sort of thing. He didn't criticize me, but he never once bought a Toyota, bought a a German car, (laughs) nothing, nothing at all. Yeah. yeah, that was you know I mean those are those were just those guys. They were just those yeah. guys. You know what's yeah. what's really funny. Speaking of pictures, um, I was in somebody's house. <laughs> I'm not going to say who, but uh, I was a visitor, and the father was very much the patriarch of the family and very successful. And they had pictures of families scattered throughout the house. It was a very big house. But over the fireplace, there was an oil painting. And guess who was in the oil painting alone? <laughs> it was him. And wow. he had a very serious look. So it was in their living uh, place where they watch TV and have fireplace. And so if you were watching TV, he was staring down at you <laughs> with a very <laughs> grim look. And I went, that's kind of weird, huh? It was kind of weird. And he was he was just, you know, I mean, back then especially, I think women have, in, not in every case, but in many cases, um, equalized the power balance in, in family. If you, I mean, if you look at commercials that are on TV these days, do this just, just for laughs. 
Watch, take note of all of the commercials when there's a, a man and a woman acting. These days, the woman is almost always in the power position. Not all the time, but a lot of the time. It's the guy that, you know, can't get the smell out of his shirt because he's not using the right fabric softener or whatever. And she has to come in and go, oh, give me the shirt. And then, you know, or, sh or she's making a decision on selling the car. I've seen several where this, this idiot cannot figure out how to sell their car. And then she takes over. And while they're watching TV, she sold the car and made a big profit. Yeah. So, but, but my mother was always the final say on everything. So, so no matter oh, what really? it was that we did. And so I think that that might be part of the reason why things are marketed that way. But my mother was the final say on anything that was done, whether it was a, a new car, drapes, whatever it was. But what would happen is, so they got, they got a car that they leased. And so um, my sister had helped them. My sister and brother-in-law had helped them. And the car had a little quirk in the automatic transmission where it would hesitate a little bit before it went, right? Mm -hmm. And so, so – Not a good thing. Oh, my God. And so now the car has to go back to the dealership. Now they've got to yeah. try to repair it. And they're going through all of this stuff. And then we'd get yeah. in the car. I would drive the car. And then my mother would say, do you feel that? And I'd go – yeah, I guess I feel that, you know, so I agreed with them. So then my mother went back to my sister who had gotten the car and said, your brother agrees with it. Then my sister would come to me and go, why are you agreeing with them? <laughs> <laughs> because when the car's got to go, the car's got to go. Right, right, so it's, but because my mother was the boss, everybody kind of had to agree with whatever it was that she was doing, yeah, with yeah. whatever it was. Yeah. And so even if yeah. I didn't really feel what she was talking about, I agreed with it just to get to the next part of the conversation because if i said no i don't feel it we Ooh. would end up being like 10 minutes on try it again until you do feel it yeah that's the you know, sometimes I mean, you are going to feel it sooner easier. or later yeah there's no question <laughs> yeah. about it you know it's just easier it's just easier sometimes to say oh yeah you were right because that's what we all want to hear isn't it <laughs> you were right <laughs> i i what does that sound like again? <laughs> <laughs> oh, is somebody missing something? Oh, my God. Well, anyway, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Thank you all very much for being with us with the uh, with the oddcast today. You can uh, go to bobandsherry.com and just get all sorts of wonderful things. The oddcast, all of the uh, podcasts, true weird crime, the whole thing is right there, talking Lamar. True weird stuff, Thank you. Bob, Bob. It's true weird true stuff. True weird stuff. Yeah. That's right. True weird stuff that very often is about crime. Um, take care of yourselves. <laughs> <Good job. laughs> I thought that worked. You know? right, right now, Sherry Lynch is flinching, but you know, I don't know. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the Oddcast, Talking Lamar and the Bob and Sherry Podcast. We would love it if you would subscribe, rate, and review, and share it with a friend on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again so much for listening. Tis the month of St. Patty's Day, and here's a random related fact. Did you know that the odds of finding a lucky four-leaf clover are 1 in 10,000? I'd say that's pretty difficult. Fortunately, if you're a business owner or hiring manager, you don't need luck to find top talent for your team. You need ZipRecruiter, and right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. You don't need a leprechaun when ZipRecruiter's brilliant technology is going to walk you right to that pot of gold of top talent. As soon as you post your job, ZipRecruiter 
recruiter's powerful technology starts showing you the best qualified candidates for it. Aren't you just a wee bit curious to see how ZipRecruiter can help you? Well, today's your lucky day because you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Once again, just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Bob. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire.